Welcome to the Midweek Motivation Podcast, where we bring practical help for your faith and life. Here's today's episode. There's nothing as frustrating as having an urgent phone call to make and not being able to get a cell signal to do it. You're running around trying to stand on chairs or go outside or find a a way to get this connection made so you can make your message known so you can get the conversation going that you need to have. And I want to share with you today a powerful secret that is holding many people back and that can set you free once you discover what it is. Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad, and I'm excited to be here with you for the midweek motivation episode of the Westside podcast at Westside Community Church. We've been walking through a series on prayer, you know, making that connection with your creator, the most important connection that you could possibly make. If that's not right, if you don't have your connection with God in place, if you're not able to know that God hears you when you pray and that you hear him back, uh, that connection is blocked. And it's the most important thing you can have in your life is that free-flowing communication with your creator. And yet so many people feel like they don't have it. They can't figure out why does it seem like when I pray, God doesn't hear me. How come I don't feel anything or hear anything when I'm talking to God? And I want to give you just some tips on what might be missing, because this one is probably so obvious that most of us have overlooked it. But here's probably what's missing in the vast majority of people's experience with prayer, and that is a simple, practical plan. So I want to talk, I want to walk you through my own personal plan in praying on a consistent basis, because for me, when I don't have a plan, it falls apart. I mean, if I don't have something in front of me that says, do this and then do this and then do this and then do this, then I'm just going to go off my feelings or off of a whim or the loudest distraction is going to win. But when I have a plan, I'm pretty good at sticking to it. And I'm happy to say that the plan I'm about to show you has kept me on track in a very consistent basis with prayer for many years. And as a result, I feel like I've got some momentum there and it's really exciting. In fact, I'm going to share some personal things from my own prayer journal that uh, to just show you how this has been working in my own life. So if you remember back uh, to the words of Jesus uh, that we've talked about at Westside, if you've been uh, at our weekend services or even here in the Midweek Motivation Podcast, we've talked about these words of Jesus when he when the disciples came to him, and they said, teach us how to pray. And then he showed them the Lord's Prayer. He said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so that was the Lord's prayer. He, he was saying to the disciples, this is a pattern of prayer. We don't believe based on Jesus' subsequent prayers, based on the disciples, the apostles' prayers, and based on everything the Bible teaches about prayer. We don't believe that Jesus only meant for us to pray those words alone, just those words. We believe that he was showcasing how to have a conversation with the Heavenly Father. And he did point out six very important parts of prayer, which have kind of informed a lot of our experience with prayer. In fact, uh, much work has been done on the subject, and I've absorbed some of it and in, in just kind of put it into my life. So I want to walk you through six parts of prayer that can form a plan for you that could work really well. In fact, for me, it's my journal template. I know, totally nerdy, right? But I have a journal template for my prayer journal that is, is in, in six parts, and it's these six parts. So Jesus opened up by saying, first, the first part of prayer is praise. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing me unveil these uh, these answers. So praise is the first part of prayer. And what Jesus said was, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He said, your name, he said, may your name be kept holy. And what that really was, was saying, let me just start this conversation, God, 
with acknowledging how great you are. You know, thank God for a couple of things. In praise, you can thank God for a couple of things. You can thank him for who he is and what he's done. And, uh, you know, in my uh, prayer journal, I keep this log. And what I do is I literally, I'll write down a, a date. I mean, I'll be like, okay, it was August 8th and I had something cool happened. And either I discovered something new about God or he did something. And so on August 8th, I wrote down something that I'd been praying about. I've been praying about a book that my wife, Melissa, and I want to write. And so we've started on this process. It's going to be about parenting. And um, we we started on it and, and, you know, kind of started with a blank slate. But we said, well, okay, let's see if we can get some stuff down. And it's just been kind of coming together. And we're really excited about it. And so I put down on August 8th that the parenting book ideas are coming together. Pretty big deal for me personally. And I'm kind of like, when? Because this doesn't always happen. You know, you just have an idea and it comes together. But we've been praying about it. We've been working on it and trusting God for it. And so for me, in my prayer journal, I've got a bullet. I've got a whole bunch of bullets. I mean, I'm losing count how many bullets I have. I put a date down and something that God did or something I learned about God under that prayer section. That just keeps me focused. It's super simple. You could do this whole thing of six parts in 10 minutes. You could do it in five minutes or six minutes if you want to do one minute each. It's not about the amount of time you spend on this. I think it's about the consistency. And don't forget that when you look at the idea of prayer, uh, as we've been studying this at Westside, this whole last five weeks in a series called Moving Heaven, when you think about prayer and what is it, uh, one of the things that we know is it should be a constant conversation, as the Apostle Paul said, never stop praying. But every day that you wake up, you know, something's probably got to fire up that conversation. Uh, it's kind of like those mornings where I leave for work and um, I just leave for work. And maybe I haven't really connected with my wife yet in the day. I'm actually less likely to send her a text just checking in on the days that I just leave for work. I'm just kind of in my head. I'm just kind of in my work, in my tasks. But on those days when I when I make sure and make eye contact with her, I give her a kiss. I tell her I love her. I mention, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you later. Those are the days I'm more likely to check in, say, hey, how's it going this morning for you? You know, thinking about you, those kinds of things. And, and that's not different from your relationship with God. It's, you know, how are you going to start the day? How are you going to continue the day? This can be the kickoff of your constant conversation with God. And, and so praise, that's the first part of it. Start how awesome he is. Tell God how awesome he is. Thank him for what he has done. The second part of prayer is called purpose. And purpose is like, you know, why are you here? What purpose does God have for you? And I just have this journal template, which has got these headings, praise, and I put these bullets down. And then purpose, and I've got some words written down that I can kind of ruminate over as I'm praying. I'm thinking to myself, God, you've told me some stuff about myself. You've told me that I'm your child. You've told me that I am called by you. You've told me that I'm your witness. You've told me that you love me, that you forgive me. You've told me that you want me to share my faith with other people. You've told me that I'm a member of your family. You've told me you want me to live like Jesus lives. You've told me that you've given me gifts that you want me to use in your service. You've told me that um, I'm supposed to praise you and my life is supposed to bring you glory. These are all a part of the purpose that God has given to me. And I'm discovering those things as I read God's word. You know, and that's a part of prayer too, is you're hearing from God, not just from his word, but also from his spirit, his voice. Um, you know, I've never audibly heard a voice from God, but many times, so many times, all the time, I'm hearing these little nudges, you know, and it's like, hey, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> or, Look here for the answer or 
stop what you're doing and go talk to that person. Or, you know, that gift you gave, um, give it again. Things like that. You know, God is speaking to me as maybe you've experienced. But that purpose is something that he's called you to. And, and part of prayer, Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said, I want to commit myself to your purpose for my life. And, and so purpose is a big part of prayer. And, and if you want, if you're looking for just a simple template, this is it. Praise and then purpose. And the third thing is provision, which is probably what most of us think about when we think about prayer. We think about, okay, here's what I need, God. And thankfully, it is on Jesus's own list of what we should be doing in prayer is ask God for what you need. So he calls, or we would call that provision. Praise, purpose, provision. You know, give us this day our daily bread. And uh, for me, I've got this list, a big list of stuff that I'm asking for. Uh, one of the things I'm asking for is opportunities to share my faith. One of the things that I'm asking for is wisdom for simplicity in my life. I, I probably tend to complicate my own life. I start projects. I start new ventures. I start things. And then I've got to maintain them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a person that likes lots of activity uh, kind of thrive on chaos a little bit, but there's a limit that gets me a little overwhelmed. And so I'm praying for wisdom, for simplicity, uh, praying for God's provision financially in different areas in our church and in our personal life. You know, just, just asking God for what I need, praying for uh, a, a specific thing I prayed for was allergy relief. <laughs> it happened. I mean, that's a big deal when you're going through it, right? God fix my allergies and I did get relief from it. And so uh, I want you to know that you can you can ask God for what you need. You know, he wants to know every single detail. Don't skip a beat. Don't miss one request. Write them down. Put them down. I'm suggesting you actually write this down, that you do this, because how else are you going to keep track of uh, have a record of what God has done? Do you remember back in the Old Testament of the Bible? If you've heard any of the Old Testament Bible stories, you might have heard about when God would do something big for the Israelites he would ask them to build a monument. So for instance, they crossed the Jordan River uh, into the promised land. And it was sort of a miracle. It wasn't sort of a miracle. It was a miracle. God stopped the river so they could walk through on dry land, two million people, and they made it. And uh, what God asked them to do was put a, put a monument there, pile up some stones. Because when your kids see those stones, they're going to ask a question, what are those stones for? And you're going to be able to tell them the stories of what I did for you. And so how are you building monuments? I do it by writing down when God provided for something, when I get an answer to one of the prayers I'm praying about. So that's the first three, praise, purpose, provision. Uh, the fourth one is this, is, is pardon, number four. Pardon, meaning what Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against. He said, forgive us for our trespasses. And so, you know, I've got a place in my journal where I actually write down, here's, you know what, screwed up. Here's what happened. Um, you know, I, I said something too aggressively. I, I, I was impatient. You know, I, uh, I did something that put my own needs above somebody else's. You know, to get more specific, you know, I, I, I said a, a bad word there. I, you know, I mean, I, I like put somebody down. I, whatever you're, fill in your blank. You know, we all have these things that we do constantly. And uh, I actually put one down here in my notes. I said I, I was ignoring God's nudge for this thing about simplicity. And instead, I, I bought another gadget 
that I thought might solve my problem. And what I felt God had been telling me was, no, slow down on it. Here's what you need is to go simpler, not more complex. And, you know, that was just for me, just one of those little, it's an intricacy. It's not like some morbid sin, of, you know, buying a gadget. But what it was, was just, I'm, I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. So I'm asking for pardon on those things because keeping the air clear is the point of this. And this is between you and God, you know, you could write this down. The fourth one is this, because Jesus, by the way, when he said, forgive us our sins, he then said, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that's about relationships, which is about people. So that's the fourth one, the fifth one, excuse me. So it goes, praise, purpose, provision, pardon people. And so here's what God wants you to pray for. He wants you to pray for the people in your life. Now I do it in kind of thinking about circles. So think about those closest to you, be the inner circle, right? That's your family, your friends, you know, people that probably live in your household, uh, your immediate family, maybe. That's for me. That's what it is. And I've just got, I've just got a list. I pray through it every day. Here's my family. I'm praying for them, God. And I actually have initials. And then I have like, what is it that I'm praying about for them at this time? And it's very, it's kind of shorthand, just sort of scribbled out. But it, for me, it reminds me what I'm praying for. As an example, I've got my wife and, and my, my kids here. And so I pray for them. I mean, but I got words next to their names and I got verses next to their names. I'm praying for certain things for my kids. I'm praying for all of them to be blessed. You know, I'm praying for my wife to feel love and joy and peace every day in her life. I pray for, for specific things. And then that circle gets bigger and I go out to, you know, my extended family. And then I go out to our church staff and then and then I go out to those who help support me as part of my, my team, at the, my board at the church, and, and on to our church network. And then our, our neighbors, I've got our neighbors on here. And then I've got um, the leaders. God says, pray for the leaders. I've got the president. I've got the vice president. I've got, you know, I've got our governor. I've got the mayors of our cities around here. I've got the principals of our schools around here because I'm praying that God will bless them and guide them and direct them. Uh, I've got... I've got those things because God says, pray for the people in your life. And so how are you going to pray for them if you don't know what to pray for? And how are you going to remember if you don't write it down? And this is for me, this is the plan that has kept me going because, you know, if you lose that connection, if you're not sure what's holding you back and you're not having that connection, it could be as simple as not having a plan. And so here's the last one in your list is protection. What did Jesus say? He said, Keep us from temptation. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And uh, so what? how do you pray for protection? Well, a couple things that I do personally is I pray for this kind of protection. In my own life, I need spiritual protection. Uh, you might need all sorts of things, but I think we all need spiritual protection. I need physical protection. I mean, you know, God keeps us safe and able to do the things we're, we need to do. And I'm praying that he'll do that with me. I'm a little accident prone, just to be honest. And so I pray for physical protection from my own self many times. I pray for mental protection. Man, we all need that, our mind to stay protected. I pray for emotional protection because sometimes, I don't know if this happens for you, but sometimes it's just a word or a look. Sometimes it's the lack of, of a word or a lack of a look. I could misinterpret anything. I could... I could take something that somebody does or says or doesn't say or doesn't do, and I could misinterpret that, and then I could be emotionally hurt by it. I'm praying for protection from that stuff. 
I mean, we got too much to do. This life is too important for us to let it clog up with that kind of stuff. And I want to be emotionally protected, sexual protection. I pray for that. I've been married for 28 years proudly been faithful to my wife. And uh, we've got 72 more years to go uh, because we want to be married 100 years at least. And, uh, and I'm planning on being faithful to my wife every single day in that time. But of course, this world is full of sexual temptations for everybody. And we need protection from it. I pray for financial protection. Like the Israelites, when they were tromping through the desert for 40 years, and God said, I kept your shoes from wearing out, your clothes from wearing out. God is able to give us financial protection. And I pray for relational protection. I pray that God will protect my relationships because you know how easy it is for things to get messed up in relationships. Sometimes it's just like, what? Where did that? How come I thought we were getting along fine? And I'm praying for protection on those things in my life. And you need to pray for protection on those things in your life because yes, it's other people's responsibility to pray for you, but it's also your responsibility to pray for yourself and for other people. And so these are some of the things that I personally pray for, and they help me to have a plan, you know, praise, purpose, provision, pardon, people, protection. It helps me to go faster. The other day, my wife and I were uh, going on a little Jeep ride with some friends, and uh, we were in my 1997 Jeep Wrangler, and we were headed up to the Oregon Coast Range. And, you know, my, my Jeep is uh, a little bit older and it's also the four cylinder five speed version, which means it doesn't climb hills super fast. So we're kind of lugging up the hill. And my wife looks over at the gas gauge and says, man, how come we've already gone through so much gas? And I said, well, you know, Jeeps are not known for great gas mileage. And she said, I wonder why. And I said, well, part of it's probably that the front end of these things is so flat, you know? Um, and so she goes, oh, that makes sense. So then we get to where we're going and uh, our friend says, hey, let's air down our tires because we're going off road. It's going to get kind of bumpy. So we get the tire pressure gauge out and get ready to hey, take it down to around 22, 23 pounds per square inch. And so I put the tire pressure gauge on my Jeep tires and I find out they're already down at 23 pounds per square inch, way too low. And so uh, my wife and I realized that's actually why. The Jeep has been getting bad gas mileage. The, the tires didn't have enough air in them. And sometimes your prayer life is like that. You know, it's like, well, what's missing here? Why is, what, how come I don't have any gusto in my prayer life? Here's my challenge to you. What if you were to do 30 days of this plan right here? Just get a journal, write these things on the top of a page and start going after it. Let God show up in your life. Carve out the time, make it consistent every single day. Walk through this plan, memorize the Lord's Prayer from Matthew chapter 6, and go after it. See what God will do. I'll bet you you'd have all kinds of pressure in your tires. I bet you'd have all sorts of signal so that you can have that conversation. And God is going to fill you up as you put your emphasis in this communication with your creator. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Midweek Motivation. To make sure you don't miss any content in the future, please subscribe, share, and if you enjoyed this, give us a like and consider popping by a Westside service some weekend. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com.